What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Kaylin Patterson, Midwest Muscle, Real Talk in the house. And this is a happy day for me, seriously happy day for me. I've had a, a great time uh, competing this year, of course, uh, meeting all my uh, family and friends in the fitness community. And one of the things I've been blessed to see is the growth of the uh, natural bodybuilding community, especially with everything that's been going on. It's not an easy feat, trust me, but uh, these promoters are still getting the shows up and getting the competitors on stage and top-notch quality athletes in the process of doing so. Uh, One of the things that I'm excited about, one of the biggest things I'm excited about this year is that next year, We get a show in my hometown, and I'm I'm very excited about that because, you know, even though people might not know too much about Cadley, Cadley, oh, my goodness, Kankakee, Bradley, and Bourbon A, we still have a a very good foothold in the natural bodybuilding community. And it's time we had – it's about time that we had a chance to represent the natural bodybuilding community as a show and a local area. And uh, one of the guys that's really big in making it happen is Jim Cookie. Uh, he came, we had just happened to be having a nice conversation about the industry and the fitness community, and he said, hey, well, what would it take to get something like that down here? So, Jim, I'd like you to introduce yourself and let the people know who you are and what you're all about and why this is so interesting to you as a human being. Oh, well, no problem at all. Hopefully the audio is okay. You guys can hear me all right. I want to say thanks to Kalen Patterson and the community for even having me on here and even having an opportunity to throw a bodybuilding show here in our community. So uh, like, like Kalen said, my name's Jim Cookie, and uh, it's said like the Nobisco treat, but if you look me up online, my last name's spelled K-U-C-K-I-E, uh, so a little bit different than the Nobisco treat, but uh, you say just like Cookie. <laughs> And, um, you know, just excited to be able to create something in our community, um, not just in the fitness community, but in the community in general, uh, to be able to showcase off a very specific uh, type of fitness community, which I am interested in just from my own health journey and wanting to learn more about it. Uh, I got this motivation to be able to have a show hosted in our community uh, because, you know, most of the time what we see with some of these events is the lackluster events, they typically are that way because of the leadership behind it. And I don't know the first thing about bodybuilding in general, you know. So for me, as an outsider of the community, coming in to help make a great show, uh, it's just very fascinating to me because uh, for me, I believe uh, it's not a hard task. The hard task is what all the competitors are putting in. And uh, for me to be around that community is only going to help me lift up my performance. And for a selfish reason, I want to do this show uh, because I want to learn more. And because it's a natural bodybuilding community and some of the other fun things that we're going to incorporate into the show, I think is going to give it some flair. It's going to draw a lot of attention and being our first show here again, back in, in Bradley, Bourbon, Kankakee areas, uh, the very first show typically 
uh, people in the industry would say, yeah, it's probably not going to be that great of a turnout. First one's never that great of a turnout, but we're excited to tell you that there's a lot of different things happening in this show, uh, and we're not just creating hype about it. We're going to create a different experience in the venue uh, than what's ever been seen here in the community and and even out of the community. One of the biggest things for me, and uh, it's always been heartfelt, like, uh, well, we've spoken before, so you know me, and it's not a surprise what I'm about to say, but, you know, we deal with the region, and one of the things we do, obviously, with Newman, Mike Newman and myself, we leave town. We help either judge or compete, uh, myself being the competitor, uh, so pretty much all year round. And one of the things that I would do is I would bring back the goodie bags, the T-shirts, and I would uh, distribute them out to the gym, and that created an interest about natural bodybuilding. But the only problem was we were always leaving town. So basically no one had a chance to see the the actual product coming, you know, being on stage for them because we deal with the community. We're dealing with a lot of high schoolers, you know, young up-and-comers, basically the next generation. But it's hard to identify with that aspect of the community when it's always out of town, basically out of reach. So when, you know, this chance and opportunity came up, since we have so many high schoolers in the gym or, you know, meeting us at some of the, the different functions we have in the uh, community, being food pantry, uh, meetings, events, uh, strongman events. It would be nice to have them see something of what we do live because, you know, there's no you, – you've been to concerts, you've been to everything else, and there's just something about that live atmosphere that changes that dy- dynamic and basically shifts that paradigm for them uh, mentally where they can see it and say, you know, that's something I want to do because they all know about lifting. They all know about posing. I mean, you go on Instagram and you can see that. Uh, they got the TikTok and everything else with these flexes and everything else. And it would be nice to show them the proper way to do it and the discipline and sacrifice that truly needs to come to be what would be considered an elite athlete. So, you know, that's my drive and that's my why. What What's another why for you as to basically increasing – uh, natural health in this community. Well, and that's a big one right there. You know, let me tell you a little story that's kind of my motivator, too. For you guys that don't know me or, or never see me, too, you know, I'm 80 pounds lighter than what I was when I first started getting into uh, natural health. And uh, I'm very blessed to have a business where that's where we focus on. And I wouldn't have been, uh, I guess, thrown into the natural health world unless I didn't get into a business with it. We own a business called Spa Remedy. It's look, feel, be a better you. And uh, what it did is it saved my life. And it started with thinking that certain things were a luxury and then starting to think that fitness was uh, a, a goal for maybe the way you look. And until you start to get down to, one, getting some age and some years behind you, you start to realize that yeah. um, <laughs> you can't. You can't really produce good results in your, your life, your relationships, uh, your financial goals, whatever it might be you're trying to aspire to do better in. I realize that your health is the foundation of all the production and the results that you get out of life. And if some people disagree with me on that, that's okay. They haven't, they haven't made it there mentally in the decision that their health is the most important thing. An investment in yourself is the most important thing. And I think being able to have something in our community that draws from the region, because we have a good region, we're, we're next to the third largest city in the United States, arguably one of the best cities in the entire world. And uh, I think Bourbon A. Can't, yeah, yeah, I think Bourbon A. Kankakee get left in that shadow. When I've traveled around the U.S., I've traveled into different markets, 
And what I can tell you is learning from other health practitioners, people as service providers, people that are competing, people that are natural physique and, and, and in different uh, verticals of the fitness industry, uh, everybody's kind of got their thing. But what I've realized is our, our kids grow up in that Instagram, that TikTok world that you had mentioned, Kaylin. And unfortunately, it's like people get to curate their own content before they put it out to the world. And w when you live in a community like Kankakee, Bourbon A. Bradley, uh, this is uh, what I would call uh, your Midwest community that's duplicated across, you know, hundreds of square miles around us. You could pluck Bourbon okay. A. Kankakee in, a couple different Iowa corn-fed states, and what you're going to realize is there's a lot of similarities. And some of the similarities that carry from the Midwest into some of the other cultures, they get left to the wayside. And let me talk about Venice Beach. I don't know if in the muscle community people know about this place called Venice Beach, but I it is so. a mecca to bring in bodybuilders. And it's because they created a community of people that feel comfortable uh, to engage in those types of activities. And believe it or not, there's just nowhere around here besides great establishments like Fit Body U and a few other uh, boutique gyms and personal trainers that come out. Uh, Fit Body U? Yes, Have you sir. heard of that, Jim? Yeah, I, I <laughs> and, and these these places um, are real places where you go in and meet these people. And, and for me, I guess your question was, is kind of like, what's one of those motivations? And it's like, I want to see more around uh, our types of communities. And, if, you know, if we could show people that, hey, you can create a good show, a good venue where people can come in and show off all their hard work and bring it to a community to where that's not – so much the normal uh that's what we're going to change around here is we're going to change the fitness uh outlook of the region here and let people know that you know no matter where you come from you know no matter what your background is uh if you have a desire to compete or uh, do something great for yourself more so uh this is a good way to do it you better believe it and like i said you know i i always well i gotta go back to one statement you made about the the good health because it's so ironic that you said that because just this morning I, it was on my mind about that because I said, you know, if if you don't, if, if you were to make good health currency, then a lot of people have <laughs> overcharged their credit card. You know what I mean? They've, they truly overcharge their credit card when they get all these drug prescriptions. And because it's costing them so much on the back end, they never get to see the happiness of good health because it's it's not familiar to them anymore. And I would rather, I, I, I think Frederick Douglass has said, you know, it is so much easier to, to train a child than to fix a broken man. And and this is where we are when we're talking about American health. It's, uh, it's almost locked in that you're just going to be sick and there should be a prescription to get you back to what would be considered normal. It's not healthy but it does keep you functioning and working. I, I think, like you said in the beginning, where if we took more investment into our good health, if we took more into our, our, our healthy minds and, and healthy mental focus, that things would become better. Because I, I doubt that any person that's in a good, healthy state of mind is so fearful or worried or stressed because they don't have those factors in their regular day. I, I think that's one of the biggest uh, hiccups in our nation right now, speaking at nation as a whole, is, is listening to the, the, the constant fear, the constant worry, the constant uh, stress 
And with no outlet, you know, being exercise, health, and fitness, and good diet, there's a lot of buildup or, or flack that happens in a mind and a body. And they, they do run hand in hand because it's the same person. I, I always tend to laugh when I hear people speaking of a nature outside of themselves when it's like, okay, so what would you do? I think that's the hardest question to ask. We can always complain about someone else, but what would you do for you to take the stress away? What would you do for you to take away the worry? What would you do for you to increase your health? And these things don't really get asked to the person that's complaining because they never have to think about it. It's just another talking point or narrative that basically keeps their focus away from themselves. So when you have something uh, healthy, when you have something uh, dealing with fitness, when you have something that's of a positive nature, it should draw in more people because it's almost unheard of in these days and times. So for the, the, the up-and-coming generation, you know, I think we need to stress that even more because if hope is coming from, the, from this current generation, then we should be speaking it much more often and being much more active in doing so. And what better way than to get their attention if you're in the gym and you look like you belong there and you have pictures hung up of your competition, these are good opening dialogue conversations that can draw in the next generation and teach them while they're young that you don't have to be diabetic, that you don't have to be obese, that you don't have to be in poor shape like whoever represents your focus currently. So, Jim, how would you go about doing that, adding on to what I just said? Uh, well, I think that it's getting loud about what you're saying there. You know, I mean, uh, what are you asking me here? What? Yeah, let's let's sharpen up that question. What are you really asking? Okay, let's, let's let's sharpen it up. For the next generation that we tend to teach, we want to teach, because they're getting so much negativity on one side. There has to be some pullback of a positive nature on 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 the other side. You know, if, if we're going to be saying one dialogue, we should be opening up with a positive dialogue as well. And I think people that are already in good health can speak more of it in actuality, guessing, and, and, and basically showing them the right way to go about it. And what better way than a natural body building event in their area, practically in their own school? Yeah, well, I think it's our duty to showcase out that anybody can be a part of the natural fitness world, even if they're not at a competitor yes. level. And I'm going to use my story as an example because what better for me to talk about than myself uh, is I'm trying to get more involved in the natural fitness community so that I can learn more on how to better myself. You know what's great about mm -hmm. your own self-image is nobody can tell you if what you're doing is the right or wrong thing when it comes to you looking good or feeling good. Sure, you know, doing some drugs to make you feel good temporary. Uh, that's maybe not the best route. And you would learn from natural bodybuilders and natural fitness people that um, it's a long game that we're playing, not a short game, you know. And people that are winning these competitions or competing in them, not even for the win, but for the achievement and the accomplishment in it, does something to the human spirit. And I think that when we talk about uh, natural fitness, there's the other components that go along with how your physique looks and how big uh, your biceps are and how skinny that waist is and whatever the measurements of success have been in the past. Sure, there's things to measure for 
uh, trophy in a competition. But when you're talking about the goal of becoming a healthy individual and always improving your situation from, you know, like you said, you can't uh, out-train um, all these bad habits as easy as you could start training a child. And the more we make that something acceptable to talk about in the youth, the easier it will be to get the mindset around, like, children do need to worry about their health. Although they're young and resilient, yeah. uh, ingraining in some of the behaviors, as we've learned as adults now in the young kids, and I think it's just our job to be able to, you know, to promote something like this, our show, and to inspire the youth by allowing them access to this type of community. And uh, that's kind of, I think, too, why I'm, I'm driving to make a successful show here. I mean, it's going to be a success at this point. There's too many people around us that uh, care about what's happening. And, um, you know, you kind of asked, asked me a question, and I went into a few other things. But uh, uh, really, it, it's us showing versus just telling. And that, I think, exactly. make, uh, yeah, exactly, big exactly. waves in the youth. Because for me, I, I never agreed as a kid to hearing do as I say and not as I do. And it, it never really related to me, and I couldn't hear it. And I know many people meant well, but if they weren't willing to live it, how can you teach me? And I think that's one of the biggest things that, uh, you know, as the the generation of now, we need to step up more. Because when you say there's no hope for the next generation, weren't the same thing said about us? You know, you guys are just going to screw it up and the world's just going to crap. And those are always the negative people. But then there were positive people that poured into us and basically showed us a better way to go about living. I mean, I, I, I thank God for my mentors and role models. And I know they didn't speak negatively to me or about me. They basically poured into me the knowledge they had. And it was my choice to either take it up and walk with it or basically put it down and say, I want no part in it. But the offer was still there with the information. And I think that's what we're doing at Fit Body U. I mean, that's the whole point in having it called Fit Body U is it Fit Body University. You know, we want you to be fit and know why you're fit, not just basically uh, guess how things are going. And I know with uh, the, the high number of high schoolers that we have in the gym, there's a lot of conversation and dialogue going on daily that they're living. They're not just uh, hearing it and, and basically trying to go out and see what they can do. They can watch us in action. And I, I know I'm pretty much there three times with workouts alone and two classes on uh, certain days along with those three workouts. So it, it's a lot going on that they get to see firsthand from the right information, and I think that's very important for what we have. But I have my co-host, and I am remiss for not uh, bringing her on sooner. Des, how you doing? Des, say hi to Jim, and let's get this show going. Hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. It sounds like you guys are having a great conversation, and it's always exciting oh, yeah, to have yeah. a uh, a new opportunity for natural bodybuilding athletes to participate in, showcase their work. And, you know, as you guys are talking, just share the message of health. I know that doesn't always come across per se because we're focused on a competition, but a lot of it is inferred and we have a lot of more healthy practices going on in the natural community. So, I mean, a lot to definitely 
be excited about there. And people pay attention. They're watching from the sidelines. There's always a ton of lurkers waiting to see what's going on, what's happening, who's doing what. And so I think this is going to be fantastic. And I'm sorry that I was late. Um, I had some things that crept crept into my schedule. But have we already have we already covered the wins and wares and the, all of that good stuff? Do we have dates in that for the show yet? Uh, April. So 6th we got a couple is, uh, of things. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, and I want to make sure who's the co-host that we're on here with. Is it is it Dev D E V? No, it's Desiree. Des D E S. Desiree, awesome. I, d- I didn't want to call you the wrong thing. That's why I wanted to clarify. Oh, well, that's quite Desiree. all right. Thank you for clarifying. But, yeah, pleasure to have you on with us. So uh, April 6th is the date. The venue we're nailing down. It's definitely in the Bradley Bourbonnet area. We have a couple potential venues that have agreed to host the show. Uh, what we want to do is we want to make sure that the venue that we pick will accommodate uh not only the show that we're doing, but some ancillary events that we'd like to have while everybody is uh, joining us for the show. So uh, we've got a couple places that are out there. One would be an auditorium of a high school. The other one would be a former retail store connected to the mall next to all the hotels. And uh, Ooh, we just want to make sure that we can. It is interesting. Here's what I would tell you, Desiree, is uh, me being an outsider from the bodybuilding community and how these shows are traditionally thrown or put together, uh, we have this unique opportunity to come out of COVID thinking about things differently. And Mm -hmm. uh, we want to create a venue and a show that not only brings in the viewers and the supporters of the competitors, but also a community around us uh, that can get more involved in the fitness community because we make it fun and inviting for those that don't know a thing about natural physique or bikinis or, you know, we want to pull away that stigma of how bodybuilding shows have typically been put together and be able to make it an event to where people are excited to hang out in between, uh, you know, different segments of the show. And uh, I, I'm excited. I can't wait till we have the venue nailed down, but we can't tell you exactly just that yet. But April 6th, uh, we're going to have the best bodybuilding show and then some here in the Midwest. All right. Fantastic. Well, I, and then, Kaylin, I know for a name, we got a name, but uh, are, do we know what we want to call it yet? Well, there's, there's still the, the the typos that I want to ask because I haven't been able to get the feedback from uh, Newman or Doug uh, to find out exactly what it's going to be because that, that, the, the one that I was presented was a little bit long. <laughs> like I, I don't want to take up too many uh, forces of people's minds when thinking of a name for the show, because, you know, quick and easy seems to work. So we're going to find out exactly what they actually want it to be. But I do love the royal part of it, because I I think anybody that can discipline their minds, bodies, and sacrifice their time to keep their bodies healthy definitely is royalty. So I'd love to keep that part of the name in there. And uh, I'm just loving the fact that we're having something in our area, because, you know, when you have friends and family and they would attend, but, you know, the shows are too far away, it's it's nice to have something local and, and homegrown, especially with so many athletes right in our region. It's just hard to understand why we're not drawing more. And I think that's the biggest thing is what you were talking about, is that we're not bringing them in because they don't get to see the actual uh, presentation live. 
because you know it's it's a what what is that a, a bird in the hand is, is worth two in, in two in the bush. So basically, if they can see it and grab hold of it and attend, because uh, it would be a big event, especially with uh, the bears leaving the community. The, the, we lost that draw in bringing the community together for different things other than uh, events at Olivet Nazarene. So now we can have another big draw. And I know it works well in Nebraska, like you were saying. What you have in this community is the same in in pretty much every state that you have. And there's something that got them to have 150 competitors. So there's something we can do very similar, if not better, and have 200 to 300 competitors in the area simply because we have so many that are that are active, and I don't want them to lose that drive, and I want them to lose that motivation simply because as the elder statesmen, we're not doing our part to keep that interest and to gain that interest for the next and up-and-coming members. So with, with something like this and, and like with your, with your understanding of what needs to happen to make it even better, Jim, I'm sure we can get that and then some. Des, what do you think? Hey, I mean – it just takes some creative thinking and elbow grease. I do not see why not. So I guess I'm I'm excited to see what you guys can pull out of the hat. Well, we're not engaged, but we can do something. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? Here's here's the psychology I come across it. You know, it's like we got to throw a party, and the party is a celebration of what we're trying to achieve, which is optimal health. And then how do you have some fun around it? You know, for me not being in the bodybuilding community uh, full-time and being more so an outsider looking in, envy uh, strikes in my head as I talk about it. And I'm like, you know, what's it take to be, uh, you know, a champion in, in this fitness space? And for me, it's like I won't know unless I get around a lot of guys and a lot of gals that are competing uh, for that number one spot. And there's no shame in not taking the number one spot. It's the journey to get there. And that's what I'm excited yep. to be around from the beginning of uh, an idea to the execution of it and then what comes after it. Because, uh, you know, I, I just get excited about having a bunch of people that are like-minded in the room together. What's happening in that room, it doesn't even matter. But when you start to have a little structure, which is uh, a competition that gets rated and there's bragging rights and there's a community of people that you can share your experiences with and create connections, you know, that's what everybody wants coming out of this whole COVID mess. It makes you realize uh, how isolated we really are as human beings and more so now than ever with the scare of getting sick. And you know what the best way to combat getting sick is good health. And what a better way to get together. And exactly, exactly. Keep working. Keep working that body. Work that immune system. Pick it on up because, you know, COVID, it, it's here to stay. I, you know, I, I don't know what the logic was early on that it was going to be eradicated and that we were just going to get through it. And, you know, it's a virus. <laughs> <laughs> and by the nature of it being a virus, it is going to be around for a long while. But there are so many different things that a person can do to support their natural immune system or whatever health choices they make. But health is going to be the foundation of that. So anything that is going to continue to keep pointing people 
to a health message and improving their lifestyle, I am all about it because we are just going to be faced with one health challenge after another. So let's just jump on the train and start adopting these practices. And, you know, the more people that are beating that drum, the better because it's it's not a popular message. It does require consistency, discipline, all the things that natural bodybuilding requires, not to the extreme that natural bodybuilding requires, but it still requires all of the same concepts. So, you know, let's just, we just got to keep preaching the story. And, and this is great that this is the focus point of this show coming up. Yeah. Very encouraging words, Desiree. So I have, and this is a question that's in the weeds, but I'm just, so what sanctioning body are, is this show going to fall under? Or are you guys doing something out of the box? Natty Revolution. Okay, very good. I didn't have that. So that's exciting as well. And, um, you know, the space, they're going to do a great job taking over the helm from Leaf, who has started a a great movement there. So very good. I'm glad uh, to see that you'll be part of the Natty family. Yeah, and we're excited to let you know, you know, I know uh, Leaf has uh, maybe changed some of the ships that he's steering in himself, but I do want to let everybody know that, uh, you know, he is involved in this. Uh, a lot of guidance coming down from Leaf and, you know, uh, Kalen really taking this, um, obviously personally, because it's his home hometown here too. But uh, without some of the guys that we've put together, uh, honestly, I wouldn't know what the heck I was doing. And that's kind of what I really like about this is, uh, you know, it's it's a team of people coming together to create a vision that comes out, and then the community is going to shape how that vision comes out in fruition come April 6th, and uh, really exciting. Yes, it is. Uh, it, it's very exciting. Uh, having Doug as a promoter, he's not unfamiliar with that, and uh, knowing the ins and outs, how to contact with people, uh, reach out with emails. I mean, we, we've got a great uh, group together. And, you know, honestly, when, when Jim had said what he had said, I think Lee said it best. It just took somebody to basically step up and actually do it because we've had everything in place uh, for, for for what needs to happen. And, I mean, like you look at the, the athletes, uh, the Melissa, uh, Melissa's here, we have Marissa, uh, we have Doug, we have myself, we have Newman. We have uh, so many uh, natural athletes uh, that that, have, that are actually live in this region, in this area, and many of us in this town. So when, when you have that kind of connection, it, it's almost shameful that we didn't do this sooner, but better late than never. Uh, Jim, is, is there anything that we might have missed that we need to cover to basically bring people in and let them know other than the posters and the banners, which uh, we are already getting in, in, into production to get them out so they can get that date down. All we need is the venue and stuff like that. And uh, I think it, 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 it'll it do really well. I know we'll have some top-notch athletes because I've already seen our gym members, so I know they're not uh, worried about getting on stage. And many of them are very hungry and chomping at the bit. The only problem is they're high schoolers, so... <laughs> Some of them can't leave town. But other than that, I, I know we'll do well. Well, then well, you guys around. are set. You're primed to have huge teen classes then if teen classes are going to be available at the show. Yes. Yeah, good call out there, Desiree. And if you guys don't mind me asking maybe a couple of probing questions here, 
um, to finish this up, it would be uh, Desiree. Uh, one, because I don't know Desiree all that much. Let's get a couple questions. It's how long have you been in uh, the fitness community? Um, um, I have been in fitness for, my gosh, a long time, probably since. Ten years. 2000, well, in, in natural bodybuilding for at least 10 years, but was in the fitness industry, you know, uh, you know, several years before that. Well, maybe not several, like three or four. So it's been, it's been quite That's a long terrible. time. Um, but yeah, I've been in and out of, um, natural bodybuilding for, yeah, about 10 years, a little bit over because how, because Real Talk is about 10 years old, isn't it, Kalen? Getting there, yes. Yep. Wow. And so oh, my goodness. No, had, wow. already been com- had already been competing <laughs> a year or two before I even got involved with Real Talk. So it's been, it's been quite the ride, but it's been a good one. And, uh, you know, something that um, just find a lot of value in, um, you know, it, we're one of those niche sports. Not everybody's going to do it, but, um, you know, a valuable health message to be shared in being a natural athlete and um, in just a great community. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Well, 10 years uh, in the natural uh, world is long enough to, to make you an expert in my eyes. And Kaylin, I mean, she's an expert too. So with you both here on the mic, let me ask you this question. Uh, why do bodybuilding shows have bad turnouts in your experience? No, go ahead, Kaylin. You go first and I'll chime in. Okay. One of the biggest reasons is because we had to get out of the, the shadow of the bad promotion. Uh, one of the things that I was horrified to see was the way the athletes were treated. And there's a very bad stigma that came along with that. And so what ha- what would happen is you had people that were super ma- motivated, super ready to do things, and they were going to change the world, you know, and they were posting, they were starting business pages, and they were doing all this other sort of things to get people ready for the show that they were going to be attending. Uh, in that single-mindedness, they forgot to promote the other shows that they weren't competing in, but their friends might be competing in. So that was an issue. And then the other one, like I said, was the treatment of the athletes at the venue, at the shows, to where they lost all motivation and interest because they were treated like crap. I mean, I, it, it saddened me to see it. And then to see some of the diets that some of these athletes were placed upon, and Dad and I have spoken about this at nauseum. Uh, and, and on the shows with the poor dietary choices that people were given, uh, it, it just took a lot of the fun out of competing. I mean, it's it's a chore, I'll, I'll tell you that, and it's not easy. And it, but, you know, I said basketball is not for everybody. Football is not for everybody. But you still have people that, that play the game, and it's the same thing with uh, natural bodybuilding. And then the other part was, you know, the after, you know, with, with – with, with one show that they're going to do, basically, what's the interest after that? So post-show, what do we do with the athlete? And, and you know, with the Fit Body You community, and I can't speak for every gym, but I can definitely uh, speak for, for Fit Body You and the athletes that I've helped uh, get on stage, and it's a conversation for them afterwards. We, you know, keep interest in them 
to let them know they weren't just used and abused and thrown away wet. We, we actually basically kept them around and we engaged with them after the show. So post-show, what happened? And they, they can have someone to open up to uh, to speak about co- competitions and things of that sort. Because we, we can't just basically say we're so interested in you when we have you can have you coming through the event and getting on stage without saying you guys matter when the show is over and what's next. That coming in and, and good nutrition coaches, good uh, uh, personal trainers, all these things really change the aspect. And I wanted to make sure with shows like this, it's not too little too late. Because sometimes, you know, you can basically jump in the game too late and it's too late to save a sinking ship. I know the ship's not sinking because we'll always have more and more natural athletes, and uh, we, that door is always going to be open now, especially in this town, where we can have athletes year-round, and they can show up to the powerlifting events. They can show up to the local events that we have and see an interest in not just the, the, the fitness community, but the community as a whole. You know, you bring up a really good point about the post-show connection with athletes, and I think that's an area where the industry as a whole still struggles and one that could use more focus. So that's that's I'm going to park that in our little idea parking lot, and um, I probably would like to come back at another show and take another look at that, but that is a good idea. Um, You know, what happens after? What happens after the show, and how do you keep yeah. the athletes engaged? Because part of that, and one of the thoughts in my mind was, you know, it's um, competitors, it, it's kind of cyclical. They are able to compete for a while, and then they take an improvement season, and then, you know, you have your heavy hitters, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, where are they at? Well, they're taking an improvement season. They're resting, and sometimes that season can be one year. It can be up to five years. So sometimes you have a gap of the stars that are in there and people follow the stars. So sometimes that's a reason, Um, you know, and depending on the market, if it's a fairly fresh and untapped market, it can be really hard to break in there and, and get people's attention that this is an opportunity and you need to come out and support it. Um, because if they've never had it before, you know, the athletes in that area may not be in tune and if the promoter doesn't know how to tap athletes in a new market, then that can be, you know, challenging as well. Huh? I said don't have to worry about uh, that. No, you don't have to worry about that. And actually, you guys, I mean, the Midwest has been hot for quite a while now as far as the natural bodybuilding stage. And um, I think, you know, it's it's got good momentum. It's got good energy. It's easy to be accessed. So I think that's going to be definitely a plus for the show coming in. And sometimes it's about timing because even just this last weekend, there were like, not this last weekend, but the weekend before, um, what, like three or four major shows going on across all the different organizations. Yep. And shows, if you're – if you're if you're a newly minted show and all the other shows have been established and have a good reputation, it's going to be really hard for that new show to pull those athletes because they're going to go where they either A, have had a relationship or an experience before or know that the bigger competitors are going to be. So sometimes it's timing, too many shows stacked up against each other, um, promotion, in the right ways to reach the audiences that you need to. Um, And I shouldn't say lack of. It it just, it it didn't hit. 
So those are now, some Ed, of the most, challenges. Just call it what it is. Well, and I'm hearing you guys. So I'm I'm taking a couple notes here, and they're awesome answers. Let me recap so I, I make sure I'm not talking to some hot air out here. So I heard bad promoting in there. Uh, the athletes don't know what's next, maybe lack of clarity what's happened afterwards. And it could be uh, maybe because it's the cyclical cycles of what happens next is maybe the superstars are taking their break. Um, but what we really want to touch on, too, in that parking lot you're talking, Des, here, you're talking about that after-show interview or post-show, what's next. And I think you had a light bulb go off, and I do want to talk about it. I want to talk about a couple things, too, before, you know, I know this might be more housekeeping for us, but I think the listeners might want to know um, what we're working on. And I think this is going to be the best show ever. It takes somebody with some bold confidence to say that. And I have that confidence because of who's around me. And now I'm getting to know you too more, Des, and I'm liking being around you. Because I love you. It sounds like it. You wouldn't have her as a co-host unless there's some love there. And I'm starting to love you too, Des, because I'm vibing with you, what you're saying. It makes sense to me from an outsider. And remember, I'm not in these shows. I don't know what happens post-show, but from a venue standpoint, I've thrown different events, and I think about bringing athletes into a space. Well, we need to make sure that they know it's going to be the best show in the Midwest. And you're right. People like familiar, like familiar venues, familiar places, familiar experiences. Otherwise, there's some nervousness going to compete in a new location in a place they've never heard about possibly. And I want to lean into that, that this is a new venue. It is an opportunity for us to be able to create the best show in the Midwest. And I think that if we could also figure out how do we give some exclusivities to these athletes? I bet you there's 10 to 20 athletes. I would love to hear their thoughts of what happens after the show. Uh, maybe it's directly after the show. Maybe it's an interview that's exclusive to that athlete. That I don't know what you're doing that day, <laughs> Maybe it could be a real talk live exclusive to where we set up some interviews after the show for the first we're kind of familiar with that, Jim. Hey, Have well, that's what I'm saying. You guys are going to put the pieces together. <laughs> yeah. And I would imagine that if that? we invite... Mr. Bradley? I say yay. You know you got to... Yeah. I mean, how can we go wrong here? If we have you come down here with us, one, you're a part of the community already, but, you know, I believe yeah, yeah. that some of the athletes that we want to recruit here... Uh, and, and if they're listening, good, right? If you're the athlete that brings two, three other athletes from your region to a show because you're in it, we want you. We want you here, and we want to set those individuals up with a reason to come here. Yeah, they can win the competition. That's why people come. But the things that we're missing are is what if we highlight them, the guys that are going to bring the rest of the crowd in? I'd like to highlight them with an exclusive after-the-show interview because as an outsider in, I'd like to know the thoughts after winning, losing, whatever. And I think this is why ESPN gets so many views is the commentators and the people that they want to watch asking the hard questions. And Des, if you're up to it, I'd love to see you out there doing that. Oh, hey, most definitely. Most definitely. would love to be there and uh, commentate. <laughs> Potate and rotate. All the tapes. <laughs> Maybe we're going to get more. 
Yeah. Or some heat. So there's that too. There's well, that's that something too. That we can definitely talk about. Um, and then let me ask you to this while we're on here, because hopefully some listeners will comment and reach out and talk because we want other people around us that are like-minded. And uh, I believe people love to see uh, when they can't make it, they still want to support. Uh, I would like to put out there my intention to figure out how can we live stream this event through a reliable source that will have uh exclusive access, something to where that cameras are good, they can get good audio, there's no one person putting a Facebook Live out that gets cut off and, oh, their kid spills something or i got to take care of this and it cuts out. I'd love to make it so that we could live stream this event uh, so that people in other areas and regions could pay to have that access to support their athletes, just why people are showing up in person too, right? But uh, I don't know if any of the listeners can help us out with that or if you guys know buddy, somebody in your network that helps live stream events. Oh, that's music to my ears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Jim, you, you had the questions, uh, and we've had the answers, but it's time for this show to come to a close. Any final thoughts? Aww. Aww. Yeah, it's a sad moment when the show ends, but it's ready for the next thing. No, you guys have been great. Thanks for answering my questions, and thanks for letting us talk about the show coming up April 6th. All right. Well, when you have a name, you're going to have to come back and share all the updates with us, okay? Of course. Be sure with us. All right, then. Well, then I think the only thing that's left in, Kaylin, is a snickerdoodle shout-out. Well, I know that uh, if we could, uh, well, we we will have uh, Snickerdoodle, but sadly it won't be from P4P as one of the uh, top uh, winnings. I don't know about chocolate, but I know Snickerdoodle is going to be in part of those winning uh, trophy uh, and goodies at the end. So, yeah. <laughs> if there's no chocolate way, it's not truly a win, Kalen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll leave the option. We'll leave the option. Chocolate way for the win. How about that? Chocolate. We'll leave the option for the win. They can either get uh, the snickerdoodle or the chocolate and see which one wins at the end. Fair enough? All right. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. All right, then, guys. Well, you heard it here. Snickerdoodle, the snickerdoodle versus chocolate competition wages on after 10 years. <laughs> Still not settled. It probably will never be settled, but that's okay. It's what keeps it fun. More opportunities coming, guys, in the Midwest. So if you're an athlete, keep your ears open. If you love an athlete, keep your ears open and share it with that athlete that you love. Um, We definitely want to support this show, support all of our shows the best we can. So if you've never attended a show, get there. Buy your ticket. Cheer, clap, hot, hot. Yell and holler, I guess. That's not what I wanted to say. I I guess that's what a hoot and holler. Hoot and holler. That's where I was going with that. But just get there. Just get there. We physically want to see you there, have you there, hear you, feel your energy. That just enhances the competition experience so much. And if this show really wants to be over the edge, I tell you what, the shows that draw the most active audiences are the ones that are remembered. So that will be something else for you guys to uh, think about and consider. And there is well, a that being said, board. yeah, 
And with that being said, I guess it's time to go. So yeah. until next time, guys, just Lisa remember. Feeling real talk. That's right. <laughs> Your body is a temple. So let's build it. Be awesome. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. This episode is made possible by PWC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PWC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.